What's up, everyone? The Codcast is fueled by XP Sports. XP Sports has created gaming supplements focused on giving you what you want. Their products deliver more than just energy and come in unique formats, including pregame powder, ready-to-drink cans, and even gummies, guys. I love them. The ready-to-drink can delivers zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. The XP Sports Boost Energy Drink is delicious and can help you get through any long gaming session. The formula in the Boost Energy Drink includes a scientifically studied ingredient that supports mental energy, performance, and improved reaction time. It also provides another ingredient that supports normal, healthy eye function. If you're more of a gummy person, try the gummies. They provide an ingredient that supports mental clarity and another to support normal, healthy eye function as well. We all know how important that can be. Make sure you have these bad boys in your gaming arsenal. I use them every day, guys. I mean, come on, talk about multiple birds with one stone. Take your game to the next level with XP Sports. You can purchase XP Sports on their website, xpsports.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Walmart. Use code CODCAST at checkout for a 30% discount. Yeah, that's right, I said 30%. That's xpsports.com. Take your game to the next level. talk about it here in a bit i'm gonna get the tweet out welcome audio listeners much love it's been a while we're back we had to hit a pivot <laughs> everybody knows i mean we got to show love to that too as well the the flank has been killing it and me and john have been deciding on how we wanted to maneuver and stuff um obviously we can't go live immediately after matches so we're gonna do some pre-shows from now on but it's really early where john's at right now so he's gonna he's gonna ease into this <laughs> Let's see, where's this, uh, this image at? Dun, 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 dun. Let me get this uh, sweet out. But yeah, man, how you been, bro? I'm pretty good, man. How you been? Been solid, bro. I just had like a nice little get together with friends and family. I'm vaccinated now, so let's go. I'm feeling good, bro. Honestly, dude, is live. Bam, sweet it out. I forgot to tag you, so you can just go to me and hit the retweet. Yeah, today, guys, we're going to be discussing discussing all the like, changes <laughs> that were being made. Obviously, we have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, it's going to be like an hour-long show. So we're going to talk about all these changes, our predictions for the day. Um, I'll pull them up on the screen and stuff. And maybe we'll dive into like the performance at the Stage 2 Major just for a little bit. Actually, we should probably do that right in the beginning. Um, so yeah, let, let's actually do that right now. So Stage 2 Major, Toronto, get the victory. Um, I know a lot of people were super surprised about that. John, remember when I was talking about Toronto on episode number one, I said that at some point during this year, they would get a championship and they did. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, but yeah, man, I think just every player turned up on the squad. I think the biggest difference, and I've said it before, is their map pool increased. Like they kept playing raid control and they, they were losing it throughout stage one and two and they continued to play it and a flip just a uh, switch just flipped and they ended up expanding their map pools and they had two control maps and then you know, a couple more hard points came along. It just gave them a deeper map pool. And then adding Express, them being good at that, helped them a ton. They were able to make the run, man. What are your thoughts on Toronto's, like, overall performance? I mean, Toronto's overall performance was obviously just ridiculous, right? Yeah. Uh, we saw Bands hit a level that we haven't seen them hit, I don't know, since Black Ops 3 champs. They look like they were just all on the same page. They look like they were actually outperforming Atlanta just teamwork-wise on every single map, pretty much. Yeah. Like, it was really impressive i didn't expect that from that toronto team obviously like we all know that they had the potential 
But for them to turn around as fast as they did is what caught me off guard, especially against a team like Atlanta, who looked to that point to be pretty much unbeatable in yeah. the game. Right. So it was, it was really impressive. Um, nothing but love for them. Right. Like it just <laughs> it caught me off guard. Insights like ridiculous. It's search and destroy. It seems to keep going off. Yeah. They're just a really good team. And hopefully they can keep up the consistency because that's usually the issue. With yeah. the um, top European teams, or at least historically, is they show these flashes of being great, and then they kind of fall off, right? Like so I'm just hoping, the wrong time, right? Sometimes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just hoping that they stay consistent, because I want to see... It'd be sweet to have a European team at the top, and it'd be sweet to have uh, just another top team along with, like, Chicago, Atlanta, you know what I mean? And Dallas, yeah. just another team in the mix. No, absolutely. So, uh, I think the, the biggest thing for them that gives them a huge edge is, like, the search and destroy became very good and like for a mm-hmm. team to be you know dominant and we're well, not dominant but just like contending at every event in this day and age of call of duty like that has to be i feel like that has to be like your best mode now um just because teams are so evenly matched and you can get the biggest disparity in search and destroy i feel like versus the majority of teams um so if you can if they can keep continuously excel in that mode i think they can stay near the top uh and they looked really good uh, especially bants uh he was absolutely frying you gotta think like the changes that he made, like that's going to give him so much more confidence. Um, in the past, he's had events like that, and he didn't particularly continue to play that well afterwards. So I'm going to have a lot of eyes on him once again. Um, obviously, they believe in him. I think the community believes in him now, so that should help him out going forward. Uh, but let's flip the script over to to FaZe. And for those of you just joining us, we're just quickly recapping the major because uh, we didn't have an episode since then. We're going to quickly recap that and then we'll go into more current stuff. Uh, but let's talk about phase a little bit. Um, do you think it was just like an off day for them or what do you think happened? Uh, no, I think they got outplayed, to be honest. I don't think like one. Let's just give Toronto their credit before we say that. So, I mean, they played great and they outplayed phase in the search and the choice. I think that was with the issue because before in stage one and pretty much leading up to this state, phase was the best search and destroy team by far. Yeah, that cost them huge in this final, right? And then two, I have to say it is just a fact. Um, I do think that the team coming from winter should have some sort of advantage. I do. I think that they should have like a game, a map, something. But that is not why they lost. Because they came out and still won that first map. They had the lead in the series and they lost. They got outplayed. Mm-hmm. I think that FaZe showed weakness just because their teamwork was falling apart in that series. Toronto had better teamwork than them. FaZe obviously had to go back to the drawing board. Hope maybe they did, maybe they did not. And figure out why they were just not on the same page, why Toronto was able to expose them. Well, and, I th- go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to go say, ahead. I think uh, FaZe, they, I just have some maps they need to work on still, like Express, obviously was a big weakness of theirs that they've been losing consistently. Uh, their hard point uh, also, like, wasn't as dominant as it was early on. Um, I just think they got caught off guard by the pace that um, Ultra was playing at. One, uh, Kleenex was on another level, especially in the controls. They just started dominating controls. Like, FaZe was not ready for that. And you could tell in the series that their communication was not on point. I can think of, like, a few key moments where, you know, it was uncharacteristic plays out of FaZe. Uh, spe- do you remember that crazy streak that Kleenex went on, like, outside of Kitchen on raid yeah. control? Like, it before that play, if you go back and look at it, like, Simp is in Kitchen waiting for his teammate. And there's teammates near, like, P5 and Water Steps. And he's waiting to try to kill Kleenex. And then he ends up sitting there. Nobody helps him. He runs around the back. Kleenex gets a kill and they're not keeping track of him and he ends up getting like six, seven kills. So clearly that was like a miscommunication on the side of phase. So there's just like a, 
a few errors that they were making that it didn't seem like they, they usually do. And I think that, that was just like the pace that Ultra was able to play at that no other teams have been able to do against FaZe yet. So um, it's, it's really exciting that that FaZe were, lost that series, to be honest, because now like we know like they're not just going to dominate the whole, the whole year. This is something that a pro player told me, and I'll just keep his name out of it because I don't want him to have to deal with whatever. But he told me, FaZe has one weakness, and it's because it's a BZ. Now, Abizi, he is, uh, is nuts. He's not saying Abizi's bad in any way. He thinks Abizi's great. Everyone thinks Abizi's great. The best entry man in the game. But when things start going a little bit awry for FaZe, when they start going a little wrong, he thinks Abizi tries to be Superman. So he's, he, what he normally does is he goes in and gets those ridiculous kills, those ridiculous two pieces, and opens up the map for the team. And that's great. He's the best at it. Yeah. But when things aren't going well, he tends to push ahead of his team too much and do the same thing and try to do like he's trying to win the game for his team so much that he's causing the pacing issues where like things like that where Sim's not getting him the help that he normally gets because of Beezy's out there just pushing too fast trying to get it done and this only happens when the team is struggling I mean whether I or not see. that's true or not that's that was his thoughts on it and I could see it because I've seen it before and it doesn't happen very often since they're always winning but when it does it's it's usually that and it's something to keep an eye out on I can see what you're saying. Uh, I think like uh, with FaZe, like also what happened in Search and Destroy is, yeah, I think they got a little bit too aggressive. Like uh, they like strayed away from their strategy and, you know, in-game decision making was a little bit off because, you know, they were getting picked. I, it started happening when they played Gorillas. Like we saw what could happen if a team played passive and waited for that first blood and FaZe gave it to them. And it's, it seems like since then, FaZe has started to slip a little bit more in Search and Destroy. And when they give up those picks, like teams are starting to figure out, like we can, you know, screw with these guys' heads. Like they were wrapping back and forth bombs. We saw Toronto multiple times, like on Miami, go back and forth. There was times where Vance was crawling literally in the sand past RCD's pre-aiming water, which was just super smart. Like it's just preparation on another level that, you know, I, I just don't think FaZe was ready for. So yeah, they got beat fair and square. They have a decent amount yeah. to work on. And, you know, they brought in Tupac to help them in search and destroy, which... You know, he has a history with these guys. Uh, maybe he can help them out a little bit. What Crowder said yesterday is like, it literally just can't hurt them. You know, so he's excited for that. And, you know, I think uh, I think they'll they'll get a lot. They'll get a lot better. We'll see. Uh, but I, welcome. I want to commend FaZe, by the way, just the organization, because they have a team that's ridiculous and they got what first and second. And as soon as there was a flaw, they went out to immediately try and help address it, at least. Like, yeah, that's something sure. that I think a lot of organizations could could look at it and be like well, I, I mean it's it's obviously costly and there's other things that go into it but well what like, what uh what they're crowder trying said, to make things happen yeah what crowder said was like it wasn't reactionary like they didn't lose a bunch of sds and be like we need to get tupac basically what he's saying is like the opportunity was there and he thinks that it was like a sin that you know tupac wasn't on a team it was like it can't hurt picking him up because he thinks like search and destroy tips coming from tupac is going to go a lot further than coming from him which you know, that could go mm -hmm. a long way. So, I mean, and also for a player like a BZ, you know, hearing like, hey, maybe you should slow down from time to time, you know, or, you know, give him some sort of tips on the map. Like he's going to take that well from Tupac as they've won a bunch of search and destroy tournaments together. So, I mean, that could make them way, way scarier. But I mean, at the same token, they're still top two team in the game for sure. Uh, undisputed. But let's move on and talk a little bit more about some of these other teams uh, performance throughout the major um, before we go into the more current stuff. So next one I'll talk about is let's talk about Dallas here for a second. Um, 
Dallas seems like they take like a little bit of a, a step back. Uh, my thing with Dallas is I think that, um, you know, throughout stage one, Hook was disgusting. Um, I don't think he got, you know, bad by any means. I just think Shotzi got a lot better and we need them both to be on form at the exact same time. Uh, and we're kind of waiting for that. Uh, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, it's hard to panic about Dallas because they did get second and third. Yeah. It's just that they weren't, they weren't dominant, right? So I think that we just need, we haven't seen Zio. We haven't seen the kids yeah. all fry, like you just said. Like the, yep. We haven't seen uh, Illy be fantastic. We haven't seen, I think Shotzi's been, he was better, but he still wasn't fantastic. I think Kyler was the only person that we've seen on the team out of those guys that's shown like the brilliance that you need for them to be the best team. And then Krim obviously has had his flashes where he's just ridiculous. I just think that right now their their teamwork is obviously off, right? They're yeah. winning these matches just because of the just their sheer talent and they're like they have they have ice basically. Yeah. They're clutching up in so many spots, winning so many close control rounds, S and D round. Like their wins are super close. And right now, obviously, I know you know Krim. That's unacceptable, right? They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. I think it's gonna take a little time. I think last year it took what, maybe into March, April, something like that, for yeah, them to actually yeah. kick up. Yeah, it mm-hmm. took them some time. It takes some people some time to figure out whatever the title is and figure out how to exploit the game and figure out what people are doing and do it better than other people. And I think that I actually think that Dallas is about to come up like is about to come up heavily right now. I think this is their time. I think there's yeah, enough take. time gone. Yeah. Yeah. Just just give them a little time and here we go. I think they have enough talent to do it. And I think that other teams, S and D woes, like phase S and D woes or something like that, could really help Dallas go on and win. I really don't think there's any other team besides phase that has as much individual talent as them. Right? I don't think even think it's kind of close. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe optic. If we're just talking about individual talent, so if they actually get their teamwork on the same page, then yeah. I think you know, maybe this is diving a little bit into the current stuff, but I think like with this this patch, it could help optic a lot. Honestly, uh, beloved, thank you for that. By the way. Uh, you know, the ARs are going to be a lot better now. Um, I don't know if you've, you've watched any streams or played did the, this patch. The, uh, didn't they revert the patch a little bit or something? Didn't they change the slide cancel back? What, did that happen last night? I don't know. Last, I think Chat, it happened last night. Chat, let me know what's going on. Did they did they change the patch back? Um, but if they haven't, then this could help Optic a lot because formal and dashy, obviously. Uh, slide cancels back. Okay, it's reverted like 80%. All right. Um, <laughs> does that that doesn't change though that like ARs still run faster than subs though right no it doesn't yeah that's yeah, still a so, fact which so is like, a weird decision it's a weird decision but like that'll help ARs out still like a little bit um, it's a bit slower so so chat is it fixed do you think I haven't played this morning yet so if uh, it's fixed I, I need to see the snaking clip can somebody link also, this clip in the chat please by the way yeah so apparently the snaking is faster, which the pros are going to do. Let's get over it. They're going to snake each other when it matters. And, and uh, the slide still works. Someone, I think Fire was tweeting out that, that the slide is even better if you do it right. Well, that's happened before. They've tried to fix issues, and it's, it's gotten worse. Oh, there's the clip. I think, I think that they're playing on the old patch, though. Yeah, they are. They the are. Pros, yeah, so in the future, this might become relevant. We don't know how Treyarch's going to end up patching and fixing it up. Wait, old patches in, like, they're not playing with the snaking update at all? No, they're oh. they're playing with what was played with before. Oh really? Okay. So here's yeah. the clip. Let's pull this up real quick. Wow, this quality is absolutely cheeks. Oh, there we go. No one caught you. I can't play top green if you guys. I haven't seen this clip yet. Oh, whoa! Load up the stream so you can see this, John. 
I see it. You're low fucking oh, man. Yo, that's, that's, ah, that's like, that's crazy, dude. He literally can't. Look at him. Oh, good luck killing Celium. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> wild, dude. He faded everyone out. They literally can't kill him. Yo, Rick, oh, no, yo. You know what that looks like on their screen, right? That is ridiculous. I mean, he's bad. invisible, yeah. Yeah. You might not even notice that, like, unless you're straight. Look at this. He can't. He's spraying and can't kill him. You're a fucking bitch. Oh, that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, well, glad we're not playing on this today. So that's that's good. Um, oh, rip. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say. That's pretty broken. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Maddox responded to it. He said, um, should make the camera transition out of slide feel a bit better, but likely a touch too fast in that crouch to stand transition. The good thing is the first person camera is now matching the third person character in this patch, so you're not breaking cameras like before. That's kind of like a vague here, pull it up. Kind of like a vague tweet. I mean, even if he's not essentially breaking the cameras, he's still crouching up and down at light speed, so like you're not gonna be able to shoot him, you know? I mean developers always think they're attacking breaking cameras and they just never are. Cause they don't play the game at the super high level. Yeah, I don't. Th I oh, think your those videos are here. Move back. But, no, but I sorry. think my I think the videos are the uh, cameras are just always going to be broken in these games. And if you have any type of mechanics like that, it's going to be hard to hard to fix. It's hard to fix that. So yeah, for sure. We'll see how it works going forward. All right. Um, we'll spend a couple more minutes talking about the major. Uh, Minnesota, another team to talk about. I got really high hopes for this roster. I think they're they're very good, very sound team. I like their dynamic. I thought. For one, Standy playing in his first major, incredible. Played a great, a great major. Uh, accuracy, there's been questions on him. I know that there's some people in the community, uh, some notable people who don't think he's very good. I think he's still very good and still has it, um, especially with how he played. Uh, and then Priestla stepped it up as well. It's like the whole squad, I think, was playing Sound Call of Duty. Um, I think they have good, te good teamwork and they have a very bright future. Uh, their series are some of the best series that we have. Um, and they, they <laughs> fell to a very uh, hot Toronto. I think it was a, a tough loss, but they had some big wins, man. So what are your thoughts on, on this Minnesota team? I mean, this Minnesota team is really good. If you look at since they brought in Standy, they probably had the toughest road out of any team with the teams they played, the Optic, yeah. Dallas. Like, they played a serious road, and they proved to be competitive in every single match, including the one that they lost to Toronto. The team is just good. Hold on. Hold on. Um, this guy in the chat, we got to adjust that, John, before it what gets happened? hidden. He said their HPs are getting better, but their S&D is struggling. Their S&D is solid. They lost, they won some crazy 6-5s, and they lost some insane 6-5s. I wouldn't say their S&D is struggling. I think that's a, a, a hot take. Um, yeah, I mean, also, you got to look at who they were playing. They didn't play a single easy team. Yeah. Like, their matches are just going to be close. It just is what it is, and the fact that they were in them from where they were. If you remember that, before they made that change, they were ass. They yeah, weren't they even were too. Yeah, they weren't even. But those they weren't even competitive. They were terrible. Yeah, like yeah. They, they needed the change, and when they changed, it, everything improved. Their HPs improved slightly, and then they started improving a little bit more over time, and they just became a competitive team. And obviously, the most important thing when competing is confidence, and I think that they have that. They should have that going forward. They got fourth place, and. I know those guys. They're not going to just sit on those laurels. They're going to try to get better, and we'll see what we see in the next stage. I think that they were extremely good. They're a lot better than I thought they'd be with the change. It's not a honeymoon blackout. I don't think so. Their matches were too insane and too intense for it to be honeymoon. Like they played so many series, so many long series to the very end. They played Sound Call of Duty. 
that's like they're they're going to be a contender going forward. At least I think so. Uh, I love I love this squad and I like where they're going. Uh, another team talk about uh, optic. They you know got better, especially their search and destroy looked a bit better. I really liked how formal was taking command in game. I think that they were needing somebody like that to do it. I think it was I think like in game leader role for Envoy has been like a lot of pressure on him in this game get better i mean i see their i watch all the like optic content you know they crack jokes and stuff and envoy is always sitting there he's like <laughs> he's just like uh you know i'm trying man you guys didn't listen or whatever you know so <laughs> i just think it was a lot of pressure for him at the same time he's trying to improve as a player and be the best player that he can be and you know i think he's got the most uh room for improvement on the roster right now i think uh his ceiling is way higher than what we're seeing his decision making isn't uh what it once was so uh, but yeah, in search and try, like the changes they made, Dashy playing a lot more discipline, staying alive, um, formal, more in-game leader uh, type player now. And he's also taking over in some of the hard points. Uh, their map pulls needs to expand a little bit. Uh, your thoughts on Optic, John? I mean, optically pretty good. At, they, well, they ended up losing that ridiculous match oh, Rocker, so. right? So, I mean, we don't even know if they won that. Historically, Optic's pretty momentum-based. So if they win that match, they win that 6-5, they go on, they're playing t Toronto. We have actually no idea what goes on after that. They could end up getting to a final for all we know. So, uh, I, you know, it's optics. So obviously the fans always react and overreact and yeah. they're like, we got to do this, we got to do this. And I, actually, as far as going getting sixth place goes or fifth, sixth, I think it was. Yeah. This was the least panicky I'd be about it just because yeah. of how they played and how close it was. And they did go through that like rough patch with that horrible week or whatever it was. So I think that if Envoy gets back to that point where I think he's one of the best players in the game, right? One of the top five players. He wasn't playing like that recently. If he gets back to that, I think that Optic will be fine. Yeah. Their decision-making in search was way better. I don't know what their practice regiment yeah. was like in S&D or, you know, how much focus they put on it, but it got immensely better. Their, their in-round adjustments, like rotating bombs back and forth, um, like, what they changed from after losing just into the next match, I thought was incredible. So I'm excited for this optic team. They continue to be competitive in search and destroy because we know how dominant a respawn team they were. Uh, they hadn't lost the control for so long. Like there's just a, a couple things that they need to focus on in control. Now it just takes time. Like it's like a, a pendulum swinging. If you think about it, it's like, they're really good at respawn. They suck at search. They fix their search. Respawn <laughs> takes a dip and then it'll all hit. come together yeah. at one point, as long as the players stay focused and continue to have that drive, and I, I think they do. Yeah, and that's another thing. Formal went from a .8, it's like a 1.3 in stage two. I, I, you're talking about search and destroy, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, and it was like a six map spree of search where his KD literally went from like, I think it was point close to a .9 to a 1.2 or something like that. So he had a huge turnaround that we didn't talk too much about. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. And uh, I won't pain you guys with talking about every single team's performance at the major just because of the interest of time um, and we're getting into stage three. But yeah, uh, those are sort of like the, the the top, top teams. And the next ones, a lot of them made changes. So let's sort of jump to that topic. Let me pull up this uh, page. All right. Um, so here's like some of the changes they made or teams made. Let's start with um, start with Florida. So they bench slacked. They bring in um, Havoc. Uh, and I talked about this last night on the flank. I think what they're hoping for is just a dynamic change of the team. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Havoc, I played with him. I teamed with him. Uh, he's a very vocal player in game. He makes quick decisions. That, you know, even if it's not always the right decision, it can help you in game <laughs> because it's a quick, no hezzy play. And he's good at that type of thing. And in Search and Destroy, obviously, that's his best game mode. It should help them a lot. Um, 
And I think Havoc might be a big asset in helping develop a player like Neptune. Uh, what they're waiting for, though, outside, like, they're not bringing in Havoc to just fix. Hey, I know his cam's off a of code. They're not bringing in Havoc just to fix all their problems. Like, they're still waiting on Skies to find consistency along with Awakening. Like, that needs to be the duo on this team. That's like the stars. And then, you know, Neptune, I thought, started to play a lot better. So um, I'm, I'm excited for this team. What's your what's your take on this roster and this uh, move? The thing is, I don't think that Slack is playing poor, right? But obviously the team needed to do something and the two ARs are just not going to get dropped. They're, they're gross. So it's yeah. between him and Neptune and at least in the current times, people are trying to give players like that more time to develop. Mm -hmm. So I think Slack just got the, the shit into the stick. And yeah. I, I mean, it's of all the moves that happened, I really don't think he was playing poor. It's just the team was not playing at the level that we know that they can play at. And that's as simple as that. The team needed to do something and they're out here trying to make a play. And they obviously already have that chemistry with Havoc from last season. Havoc does bring like a, a level of aggression that Slack doesn't normally. So we'll see. I mean, on yeah. paper, that moves pretty neutral, but all that matters is how it affects their teamwork. Yeah. I mean, uh, I heard some like things like Havoc didn't play like, the first month of the game and stuff like that. And he wanted to be like a streamer and stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of questions of where his like passion lies, but we know how good Havoc was last year. I mean, they won a few chips together. They have the chemistry. Um, so we'll see. Florida's had moments of greatness. Like when Skies and Awakening are on point, it almost like didn't matter how the rest of the team was performing because they're so good together. So ho hopefully at some point they're, they're able to figure it out. Um, I think it's a big like, uh, you know, th they had to adapt a lot to this game. Like they found their most success in a 5v5 title and then they switch over to 4v4. They lose, you know, obviously one of the best players in the world. Rest in peace, F3. Uh, and they, mm -hmm. they, they dealt with a lot of stuff, uh, especially for a team of players that didn't really have a vet. I mean, outside of Slack, who is on his like bounce back tour. So, you know, this team just has some learning to do. I think uh, by the end of stage three, this team can be very, very, very good. All right. So next next talk, uh, New York subliners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hydra for Mac is like the, the rumor. Like it's not confirmed, confirmed yet, but like that's like mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Um and, you know, I'm hyped for Hydra Duty. This guy has, like, some of the most hype we've seen since, what, like, Simpa Beezy type players? Like, we haven't heard this much hype about a player in a while. It's not, well, it's either for Mac or DimeCon. I know they scrimmed with both, um, but we don't know the the uh, the sure answer yet. It's Hydra for Diamond, not Mac, I think. Well, I know Mac wants to go play with Wester for a bit. Either way, I mean, just either talk about Hydra for a second. I'm hyped for Hydra <laughs> to play. Me too, me too. So, I think that this this is gonna be huge for New York, and uh, obviously them getting absolutely duke dookied on at stage two was huge for for Hydra. Uh, if Hydra is like that next upcoming talent, then this was a no brainer. Even if it's for Mac or Diamond Con, obviously New York was playing well this season overall. But imagine taking a team that's playing well overall and adding a, a potential superstar talent to that team. Uh, I don't see how it could go wrong either way. I think it was for Mac, but. That's what I thought it's initially. Yeah, uh, yeah, chat's saying I, something else, so maybe they know. Maybe they know, but I mean, if we don't know, I don't know how the chat knows for sure. All I know is they played for sure. Mac was playing with Wester at some point. Yeah. So or that's all we, fire we know. Yeah. yeah. Either either way, we're gonna find out. <laughs> we're gonna find out shortly. And the whole point is just give the Hydra a chance, see if he can come out with the fire stage three and see if they can win. I, I think that they're going to get they're going to get back to it. And I really don't even know if it's up to Hydra from what I've seen in the few games I've watched. Hydra's going off. It's up for it's up to Clay to get back to playing it the way he was playing in stage one where he was dominant. Well, I like this. And stage though. two wasn't like that. I like if it's for Diamond kind of actually like like that better because 
Mac, when he runs an AR, is like, he's pretty good, man. So if he comes in and he's the flex and Hydra and Ace him, they have like that duo, they're going to be like one of the quickest teams in the game. And I'm not talking about just running at people winning gunfights. Like they're going to be quick on their moves. And quick, yeah, because Clay makes quick, smart decisions, you know. And Hydra and Asim, they're gonna go with whatever Clay says. Like Asim has proven, like he is working hard as hell this season, and he's one of the best SMGs we have in the league. So if he gets like a duo like that, that they can sort of like bounce off of, you know, when you look at you know the Shotzi Hook, and you look at the BZ Simp, like they'll have a really solid makeup of the of their roster. So, I mean, it's just to see what Hydra's going to be doing, bro. Like, imagine, like, having two ASIMs on the map. Like, if Hydra's as good as ASIM is, that would be something else. That would be something else. So, yeah, they did a good job with their their substitute situation this year and their roster situation for what it started with to what they have now. I'm excited for this team. Their their major performance, you know, they ran out of steam, bro. They ran out of steam. A lot of the teams, a lot of teams caught up. You know, Clay, obviously, you know, at this point in his career, he's, He's still frying at times, but you know, it's really, really hard to do that every single stage. He was playing on a, on another level, bro. And that was that passion that he had. He's like, I, I can't, I have to be on one of the better teams in the game, but it's really hard to keep that up. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, they're searching to destroy. We'll, we'll be the one thing like, uh, I guess I worry about a little bit, but uh, yeah, other than that, I like the change. I'm right, moving down London Royal Ravens. I'm not too excited about this change. Uh, they take out Dylan. Uh, Dylan, like, I don't know. Like for Dylan, everybody's been waiting for him to get back to super Dylan, super dominant SMG running around slaying. And, you know, at times he has these series where he just throws up the funk, especially versus some of the better teams, like versus FaZe and, you know, some of the top, top teams. Dylan hasn't been playing that well, but I don't know if it warranted putting him on the bench. I don't think Dylan was a one game wonder. No, he's never had like a really solid squad, man. It's, it's hard to, to dominate the game when you don't have like the right people around you. Uh, and Zaptius, I mean, we've seen him play before. Uh, maybe he came into the league a little bit too early. What game was that? Was that like Black two? Ops 4? Black Ops 4, yeah. He didn't Black have two. he didn't have the best <laughs> performance whatsoever uh, in that game. So, I mean, maybe he's developed more as time goes on. I haven't paid too much attention to Zaptius. I know he's did some things in Challengers from when I, I talked to people. But, I mean, Dylan, dude, that's such a talent, dude. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to say that this was a, a good change. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, let's say this. We don't know the inner workings of the team, so we don't know if they're getting along, fighting, whatever it may be. We don't know that, right? So I'm just going to talk about pure ability, yeah. and I feel like Dylan has the potential to go crazy from time to time. Even if he hasn't been like the Black Ops 4 Dylan that he came to the league being, he's still the one with the most potential on the team to go off. You keep developing Him and that, Paul right? X, probably, right? Yeah. You pick up Zapchus, and it's like, now you have... Now, Zed, I've actually liked Zed's inclusion on the team, right? It yeah. seems to be a really good teammate. But he's not the player that goes off. I've seen, I remember there was times when he would get like, where he got like three kills and a hard point before. And like, you know what I mean? He, and that was Black Ops 4, so obviously people were stimming away and stuff. But I've seen him get dumped on. I've seen, and when Zapdos in the league, I've seen him get dumped on plenty. I've seen, it just, to me, this, this team looks like they're lacking firepower heavily. You should be building around Dylan, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, you should. Yeah. And I think, and I'm like, I, and when you go from where the roster was to where it is now, like last year where it was, like, you've given up so much firepower, and I don't understand this move. Zap just is, like, I mean, I, I like to give people their chance, let them have his chance, but for Dylan, it doesn't seem to be the right play because Zap just doesn't, it's not going to come in the league and start lighting it up slaying. So mm -hmm. I don't know who on the team is supposed to do that. 
yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's tough, man. They're 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 hoping for more teamwork. I like when they brought in Zed. I think he did bring an element they were lacking. Like the teamwork seemed to get a lot better. They started to win way more series. Um, and then I guess they thought Dylan was a little bit too fast. Like didn't play his life enough. Wasn't playing discipline Call of Duty. Didn't really fit their mold. So they put him on the bench. They bring in Zaptius, uh, and they're hoping that the teamwork's there. And they're just they're hoping to be a more consistent team. Are you going to win championships with this roster? I no. would probably say no. No, you, you won't. Um, but they were dealt a really tough deck of cards this this year. Like they their roster, like Alex was was really good, I thought, you know, and then Zero obviously could never even play. And this is the roster that they're they're left with. So I mean, I think players like, you know, Shawnee and Zed are sort of on the chopping block a little bit for this team uh going forward. Uh I don't think this is this roster will be the roster we see throughout the rest of the game. But nevertheless, guys, I know there's Royal Ravens fans <laughs> in here. I'm excited to watch them play and see what they can do. I have high hopes for them. I just, I love Dylan as a player. You guys know me. I've been one of the biggest Dylan fans since the beginning of this entire season. I, I think he's never been horrible. I just think he's never had the right pieces around him. I agree. It's just, no, you're, I mean, you're right. It's hard, to, especially running his role. If you don't have the right pieces around you, it's hard to go off. It just is a fact. So <laughs> plug, in, anyways, plug someone else into that spot and we'll see. Anyways, that being said, we don't know how this move went down. Dylan could have just like had enough with this team, right? And this could be, you know, them like, okay, we're not working. This isn't working, Dylan. You don't fit what we want to do. Put you on our bench. Dylan, this could work out great for him. If he gets traded to another team, because I know there are, are teams that would want Dylan, right? At least as like a substitute next up if their team's not performing. And that could work out great for him because I know at this point in his career, he's probably wanting to be around some fresh faces. You got to think that, right? You got to think. So... <laughs> <laughs> it could work out great for Dylan. I mean, and that's what I think a lot of the fans have been waiting for, especially Dylan fans, to see him on another team with some different players that play a different play style. I think it'd be awesome. There's some there's some teams that could really use Dylan. I mean, you know, like what's the team we talked about in Florida? We talked about earlier, like having Dylan on that's the team true. Yeah. could help them out a lot. And there's definitely a move that can be made there between these rosters, right? That you can make some sort of trade there, like for some cash, something like that. I think you can help them out a ton, dude. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, That's a good point. That's a really good point. Another move that was made is Temp going to Paris. Um, I mean, you said it is probably your your favorite move that was made going into stage three. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is this is this is my favorite move. Uh, unfortunately for Fire, he had his time. He just wasn't playing that well. He just wasn't. And uh, in this game, Donnie was playing fine before he got dropped from from LAT. Their team just started to fall apart, as we all know. And it affected everyone. But Donnie was playing well. And I think that him just going to back to team with Nick in a spot where he's comfortable, Yugi's playing really well in this game. I just think that this was a no-brainer and just a easy, easy, easy fix for the team. And they can be on the same page. Apparently Scraps is playing really well in his new role and in the flex role. He was he was yeah, good, dude. Yeah. So like I just think that it shored up an issue. Like Fire just wasn't bringing it. Not yet. I hope that he gets a chance back in the league. Cause I thought he was gonna I actually did think that he was gonna be really good. So did I. We gassed him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he just didn't ready. make it, and that happens. He wasn't ready yet, but give him a little time, maybe he'll be back. But Don doesn't need time, right? Don Don is coming in, and he's ready to fry. And I just think this is the easiest move and the best move, and the least controversial one for sure. This my, is an easy one. My only worry for this team is because their respawn's gonna be fine. Like the respawn already was like solid at, at times with their last team, um, and you know, search and destroy though. Like 
Bringing in temp, I don't know if it gets better. Like that's like been like one of their that's weaker modes. That's true. And you said this too, which you know a lot of people disagreed with before, but it was it's facts. Like Aqua's teams, when they're good, it's because they're good at search and destroy. And this team has not been good at search and destroy whatsoever. So like they need to they need to figure that out because bringing in temp is not going to make their search like immediately better. So that's the one thing I'm worried about for this roster. And we've seen in this game, the teams that are consistently good at search and destroy are the teams that succeed uh, more than other games like this game in particular. So yeah, I'm worried about that with this team. We'll see how it goes uh, for temp coming in. He's going to have to bring a lot of, a lot of firepower there and the respawn will be absolutely fine. Having scraps, classic aqua and temp, like you have enough slayers to they have you know, a strong play, respawn play well in hard point and especially yeah. in control. Yeah. It should help their control a lot too. Mm. Those guys just understand respawn. <laughs> they just understand how to slay, how to get kills, how to farm, how to set up. Like they're not gonna make a ton of mistakes when it comes to hard point. Uh and then temp and control has always been pretty solid. So search and destroy for yeah. me is what I'll have my eyes on there. Hopefully, hopefully they figure out a way to mesh and just if they can win like maybe half their searches, which I don't think they will with this roster when I'm looking at it, I think they'll be really good. I think they're on on paper, their team is super strong in respawn, actually. With the inclusion of temp if you yes. think about it they just have a team that that works really well together search is going to be a problem it's going to be a problem mm -hmm. if they can get to half they're gonna be really good it just comes down to like their i don't know like their their decision making in game like in search and destroy like players have to be willing to go out there and make a play and i look at this roster it's like who's the, the <laughs> big search and destroy playmaker on the team you know and Nick, you, but yeah, like super inconsistent yeah exactly like there has to be a guy who's willing to make the play like hit the rotation through mid and get and challenge that gunfight off the rip and, and win it um and that is where they're they're absolutely going to struggle um when those rounds get a bit dicey it gets late in the game three three four four it's like okay every we know everybody strats in this map time to make that switch this is when i'm gonna go through mid and try to get this kill this is when i'm gonna rotate back to b and try to get this kill who's gonna do it on this team we'll see it's gotta be nikki d or temp, it's gotta be one of them. We haven't seen them really do that consistently in the past, so somebody's gonna have to pick it up. All right, moving on. Another change, LAG. Uh, Chino for Vivid. Um, Sealy talked about this last night, so I'll bring up uh, his, what he said. Um, it was, wasn't like the, the main reason, I guess, for replacing Vivid, um, but this is what he talked about last night, which was like Vivid is, you know, statistically, like, the fastest player. Like, he plays at an insane speed in, like, all the game modes. Uh, and they want to have a more disciplined approach to Call of Duty. Um, playing your life, staying alive, uh, you know, not throwing it away, being with the squad, playing at the same pace together. So they think bringing in Chino will bring that and fit that mode of the roster. And, you know, getting rid of Vivid can help them out. So... I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I would have liked to see them keep Vivid on the team and find him a duo and then everybody else sort of, you know, play at that pace um, and build around him because I think he's the best player on this team. Um, what are your thoughts? He was the best player on the team. <laughs> he was the one consistently doing the most for the team. Um, I'm just going to call it like I see it. This is what I see. I see a group of people protecting themselves protecting each other as friends not that they have anything against vivid or anything like that but what i see is uh silly and apathy have been a part of a team for what three years black ops 4 mw and now this game over those three years the record i would i would say that they have the worst record in the league 
I think there was a point in, um, in MW where they were good at the very beginning, and then they fell off tremendously. They didn't win a series for, like, months, literally months. In Black Ops 4, they were fucking, Envy was fucking terrible. If you remember we were talking oh, about it, Kyler was literally supremely backpacking the team by himself. By himself. And when they, he left and they got, they were still terrible. They were terrible. This game, they're not good. Somehow, some way, with all these people getting dropped all over the league, these guys are still a unit. And Vivid was playing the best, and Vivid wanted to get a new team, like wanted to do something to improve the roster. And he's the one that got dropped. Yeah. They wow. are protecting each other. And if you don't see that, I don't know how. Like, it is mind blowing. That's a good that take. This, that this unit is still together. Like, a- it, it actually is. If you look at historically, they've had more time than any team. Any, than any duo, than any whatever over that time period. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, the, that's a good take. Uh, I mean, just to get inside their head a little bit, I mean, I think the team and the coaching staff's approach to Call of Duty is just a bit different than the rest of the entire league. They're not trying to follow suit, right? They're trying to play extremely disciplined Call of Duty, and they believe that's the way to go. And Chino is, you know, for that mold, Chino does kind of fit it, right? Like for this team, like uh, they look a, a little bit slower. They're They're going to, you know, not make you know many mistakes they just aren't going to be as quick as the other teams um here's the, here's the thing though with that Cheen is not slow by the way yeah, Cheen yeah. is not slow and then you're also forcing a role change which i don't know may, maybe may or may not help and someone in the chat said silly was good at the beginning of black ops 4 first of all Silly's not bad Silly's not bad i don't think any of the players are bad they just don't work together to win Silly's a good player i <laughs> i mean it's just it doesn't work, and it's been proven not to work. Yeah, so how is change, it still together? It's a, it was a weird change because you got to think like the player that people want to team with on LAG is Vivid, right? Like it's the player that draws in you know most attention from other players around the league. So it's like I would um I would have kept him on the team and tried to get somebody else to be his duo and work somewhere else there on that team, and you build around him. It's almost like a it's the same thing that like. I feel like Royal Ravens did. I, I think Vivid is clear cut, like obviously the best on the team, but it's like they're cho- these teams are choosing to, I don't know, they're choosing to cater to the wrong players in their roster. And I just don't think long-term that it's going to pay off. I don't think it's the right decision to make because if your team doesn't form at the end of the season, like you're going to have to completely revamp once again. But it's like, why not start, if you're going to make moves anyway, like start to make those moves right now and, you know, bring in somebody else on your bench to play alongside Vivid and some of these other guys, you know? I it just confuses me, the decision-making. Um, but yeah, they're trying to play more disciplined Call of Duty. With this team, though, I can tell you this right now, their search and destroy will probably be great. It'll probably be really good. Chino's a great search and destroy player. Uh, they're going to take their True. time, break you down. You're, it's going to be a grind in every single search and destroy map versus roster. Uh, but what other mode will they have? That's the question. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. And also, Vivid was playing well in search for them, right? Like, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think for their <laughs> the way they their approach is to Call of Duty, like super strategic approach, it'll be a lot easier for them to execute their game plan with Chino and Vivid because he's probably on a different page. Um, do you, mm-hmm. Daddy Namos? Do you think Illy should be dropped from Dallas? No. <laughs> what? Um, no, no. All right. So what do we got? We got about. 13 more minutes left, so let's uh, do our predictions for these series today real quick. Um, we covered all the roster changes. If there's anything else you guys want us to talk about real quick, drop it in the in the chat as well. We'll try to power it out. Okay, so what matches do we have today? Alright, we have... Let me put it on the big screen. Alright, so we have Empire, Legion, Toronto, Mutineers. So we get to see uh, two of the big you know, changes today. 
uh, debuting today, uh, Dallas versus Legion, Temp on the roster. The banger of a match. I mean, Dallas uh, Search and Destroy hasn't been the best lately. Uh, going up against Paris with this team should be a lot more improved in respawn. Um, I think this goes all the way to game five, bro. I think this is going to be a, a, a great series. Um, I'm excited for Temp to be back, dude. I think going down there to challengers for Temp was so good for him, man. I think that for his mentality, for his approach to Call of Duty, dude, like he definitely learned a lot coming onto this team with Nikki D and these guys. Like he's going to be vibing, bro. Um, he definitely going to be vibing. And, and him and Slasher, they just can't do it, bro. They just, they just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that's forever chalked. That's forever chalked. Can't do it. And then we saw we saw Temp uh, on other teams. Like he plays what he's been really good at these last few Call of Duties, man. Um, so this might be it for him. We'll see. I'm I'm excited. What are your thoughts on this series, brother? Uh, I'm thinking that I'm thinking Dallas is going to win a three, one or something like that, but I think it's going to be a pretty decent showing. It's just, they're playing one of the top teams in the game. I'm excited for Tim too. I actually think that, think that team, that time and challenge, excuse me, did nothing but help Donnie. Cause I would talk to him like, yo, how you doing? How you feeling? Like, he's like, bro, I feel like, I feel like KD down here. Like I'm just <laughs> running these kids over. Like if, if anything, it did, it just helped his confidence. And he just truly believes in himself. He, that's never an issue, but for someone like Don, he needs that. Yeah. And it definitely didn't hurt him getting dropped. And now he's at a place where he should be a lot more comfortable with his team, a lot more comfortable to be himself with his teammates. And I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he can be more of like, he can add more value to this team in terms of like strategy and in-game leading and stuff. Because Temp likes to do that at times. Uh, and it, yeah. I think his word will he's go vocal. a lot further. Yeah, he's very vocal. And they're going to respect what he has to say on this team. Um, so I think it'll be, I actually think it's going to be really close, closer than you think. I think it's going to go game five. Um, but then the next series we have is Toronto Ultra versus the Florida Mutineers, the defending reigning champions, full of confidence going up against Florida team with Havoc. Now, listen, I, I'm going <laughs> to preface this with like, all right. So if skies and awakening are absolutely on point, they can contend with the best of them. They can you know dominate series and they could take it. But going into this, I'm just because more often than not, they're not on point at the same time. I'm going to say Toronto win this series pretty easily just because I think it's going to take a little bit of time with bringing in Havoc to the team um, and, you know, trying to find that consistency in their mold. Like, I, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. They have to improve across all the game modes. There wasn't a single game mode that they were like really excelling in. And you look at Toronto at the major, their control was absolutely amazing. The search and destroy was completely improved and, you know, their hard point was solid as well. So I get, I think Toronto are going to win the series pretty handedly. Um, but like I said, I had to preface that with if awakening the skies, just show up today and have a great breakfast and, and absolutely go off. Anyway. <laughs> but that, that only happens like every once in a blue moon right now. Thoughts? I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. It's simple yeah. as that. If yeah. they come out and everything is normal, Toronto should smoke them. But then I say that every single time Florida has a series. Every single time, if Skies and Awakening decide to just be like ridiculous, they can beat anyone. Because when they're ridiculous, it's just like, they have a I know, like you, you have a, you're a big weight guy. Like, I love when he's weight. trying, it My just looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you're like, dude, no one is touching this guy. So when they come out and it looks like that, yeah, they can win. I hope I just they, they learned they from their, um, here, let me go back to the screen real quick because I'm going to pull my email. So I have their map records and stuff. I hope they learn from like their veto process because I, I said this last night on the flank. I think that Florida in their scrims, like they're dominating on certain maps and they continuously are playing them in matches and it's not working. Their checkmate hardpoint in their matches, they continuously play it. They're one in six on that map. 
And then you look over at their checkmate S&D. They continue to play it. Now, I know they have some 6-5 losses, but they're still losing. They're 2-5 and five in checkmate search and destroy. Like, I think you got to get rid of Yeah, I lost the yeah. loss. I think you got to just start getting rid of those maps. I don't care how you're performing in your scrims. I think you just start getting rid of those and start playing some maps that maybe you haven't played. Like, they haven't even played a raid search and destroy. Like, I think you just start to play it, right? Like, see where you stand on that map. And now that you're bringing in Havoc, maybe things change a little bit on some of those maps. So this could be a great opportunity for them to expand their map pool and, you know, test some things out and get rid of some of the maps they were struggling on previously. Um, because they say it, like Awakening tweeted it multiple times, like, I don't know what happens from scrims to matches. And that's obviously just like a teamwork communication thing. Um, but maybe it's seeing new- other people trying a certain, trying a, like another level of hard. Yeah. But that happened to me last year and with uh, when I was coaching the Optic LA team. Uh, we in scrims our hackney we were just winning we were winning hackney not every time but we had a really good clip in matches yeah. we didn't win a single one I'm like you know what I'm not listening to you guys yeah. we're not playing this match yeah. we're not playing this map and it's like whatever happens in matches it doesn't work it doesn't work and you just have to sometimes you have to throw your little your data out and just just try something new man just try something new don't just go out and lose the same thing over and over again and be stubborn yeah. it just doesn't make sense absolutely I mean I'm looking at the maps right now so let me look at Florida let me look at Toronto so Obviously, Florida might have a different approach because they have a new player on their team. Um, yeah, like we'll probably see a, a raid hard point more than likely in this series. Here, what is Toronto, what's Toronto's record on there? This is this is literally how I do my predictions. I just look at the map records. It's the easiest way to do it. Pretty, probably, good, pretty good one. Yeah, we'll probably see a raid hard point. I know that they're... Let's see what control is Florida. Florida's pretty solid at garrison. So, I mean, th- so we're probably going to see a garrison today. Uh, Florida, they don't play raid. They played it one time. They'll get rid of that. And then, obviously... On the other side, I think Toronto's going to get rid of Checkmate, and then it's Garrison. Oh, wow. Love just went ham in the chat. Thank you for the 10. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I give the edge to Toronto and, you know, the hard points and the control, and then it's Search and Destroy. Yeah, there's only one map where they're, they're particularly strong on for Florida, and that's Express. We'll probably see that. And Toronto's been great on Express as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, even, like, the maps that Florida are good at, it's going to be tough for them to go up against Toronto. Um we shall see, though, man. But I think we covered most of the, most of the stuff, John. Yeah, just the. Uh, I mean, what else? What did we miss? Maybe the they announced that there's going to be some land at some point, which is exciting. Doesn't really talk about that, but that is Nothing. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped for that, bro. I'm vaccinated now, John. You vaxxed it? Uh, not fully vaxxed. Maybe I will. Maybe be soon. Who knows? Wow, dude. I also don't leave my house. Fair. So there's that. <laughs> All right, guys, any questions you guys want from us? Because I have rehearsal here in like 10 minutes. It's going to be a lit day on the stream, man. Make sure you guys are tuning in. I know there's a lot of Warzone stuff going on today. But for the true Call of Duty fans, I'll see you in the YouTube chat. But qu- any questions you guys have? Uh, who are your top three main ARs in the game? Oh, man. Main ARs? ARs in general? Uh, uh, brain power. <laughs> that is a lot of brain power because you don't say who they want they get upset you think thank you jack and blood uh, i'm not answering that yeah i'm not gonna be the top list right now. <laughs> i just did like a power rankings list and got absolutely fried somebody said yeah, uh, the but... worst takes in the community and i was just like all right i don't really know what to say it's just my personal power rankings what i think i put optic top six because they got top six in the event and they still have a lot of work to do they are top six what are you gonna say yeah they got we <laughs> still got a lot of work too. Oh, Looney hosted me as well. Thank you, Looney. Appreciate it. Um, shout out, Dan. Shout out, Big Dan, man. Also, we didn't talk about Seattle at all throughout this, but they had a big turnaround. Had a yeah, they did. Love. Um, they really did. Also, standoff coming back will help some teams Thanks. for sure. Oh, dude, 
Thank God for the old maps coming back, by the way. Could you imagine? Oh, no. Without raid? Mm. Holy crap. Shoo! Standoff, hopefully, it helps too. Big Blue Nation, Ben got proven wrong in that discussion last night. So I don't know if you're off the Henny watching that or not. What discussion is he talking about? He's talking about the, uh, the Seattle one, which we don't have to go into. So I talked about it for three hours last night. Oh, the, he literally the got proven wrong. The players literally came in and said they tried it. <laughs> Listen, if you guys ever see that, ben, ben does my least favorite thing, and that's use hindsight for all his arguments. It's so easy to say anything that he says. Yeah, he's when, hindsight. When, I love him. When you're using hindsight. Yeah, my like, golf I love duo. him too. But, like, come on, bro. That, that, that discussion was hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it, you, if you jumped in mid-combo, you probably didn't quite understand the discussion, but uh, notice he's not an Apathy fan at all. I mean, yeah, Apps all-time great. I mean, one of the best champs players of all time. So, like... For well, I'm not getting into it again. It was good. Also, <laughs> to say dude pick him up over App is ridiculous when App was better than him at the previous title. It's yeah, not like just had a crazy champs too. Yeah, they should have beat United if you guys don't remember that. They choked something ridiculous, and then the United checkmate or Apocalypse HP to go for standoff. Um, I kind of like Apocalypse, bro. No lie. Uh, less checkmates. Whatever the players up. vote, though. I mean, I'd probably say get rid of Checkmate, though. Asim grade an app after BO4 champs? No, no way. Um, yeah, no, probably not. But Brother, you guys have any other good questions? I got like one more minute. You all tab Checkmate's even hard point, to be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, I do respect. Ben was literally 1v... Yeah, he was like 1v6ing me, slashers in... Well, it's Parasite, like a bunch of us. He was going hard. But, I mean, he was just arguing. Like, it wasn't, he wasn't right. Uh, <laughs> would there be a question mark on the OG roster if, if they don't series. make Sunday for the third major in a row? It's all, it's all, like, it depends. It all depends Every, on how it goes. Everything depends on what goes down in the matches, what you look like. Yeah. Like, say they lose the same way again. Would you want them to make a team change? Like, if some miraculous shit happens to them? Oh, I if get, they let Big Wake go to Empire, they better not let that happen. Who are they going to drop for? Who? Illy. You'd put Illy in place. You'd put Big Wake in place of Illy, I think, if you made that change. Obviously, That's unless Illy just turns it around. Unless Illy turns it around. Um, I mean, he's not playing horrible, but Big Wake's definitely better than Illy at this game right now. Mm. I, it's just a hypothetical in the chat. I mean, if you were to That's replace fair. somebody, it would be Big That's Wake. Fair. Prim or do big wake on they the will. team. I don't think they will. Would be I'm the biggest big wake fan in the game. Yeah, you are. You just think drop drop for big wake. I would drop like. I would drop nearly everybody in the game outside of like face players for a big wake. No lie. He's, oh, that's faded. I think he's like <laughs> I think he's just like one of the best two A players thing. I think he can run sub AR anything at, at the at the highest at the highest level. He's not the best player in the game. But he's one of the best players in the game for sure, undoubtedly. And all right, well. He has the highest he has one of the highest ceilings in Call of Duty, and that's undebatable. For sure. He's nasty. He's nasty. He hasn't touched sub in a minute, but if he did, he'd be disgusting. He's nasty, but you just said you drop everyone outside of outside of Atlanta. I said I would drop nearly most like if I would replace near most of the players in the league with Big Wake. He's just re he's very good, man. He's situationally he's on point. Um, All right. He's been very inconsistent, guys, but his team's also been pretty inconsistent. It's kind of hard when you're like your squad's struggling. Um, I'm just basing it off of his ceiling, what I've seen from him. <laughs>
I mean, at one point he was leading the league in first blood percentage. They still couldn't win search and destroys. Uh, his Harpoon KD was like through the roof at one point, then it dropped down. Like it's just they're just figuring it out. It doesn't mean that he's horrible or that he's <laughs> just an inconsistent player. Like what? He's a solid guy. He's a solid player. He's a huge high ceiling. A crim hates way because he is insane, and against him on his team, we, we would have his kids. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I don't think that's that hot of a take, bro. Big Wake's beast. Uh, it's and just the way you said it. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to go because I got to go to rehearsal. But I appreciate all you guys uh, tuning in today. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the pre-show, uh, leave a like uh, on the YouTube video. If you enjoyed the show, I mean. And let us know if you want us to continue to do these as pre-shows, man. I think it's a good time. Uh, obviously, after matches, Flank is always live. So it'd be pointless to go live at the same time. So I think we're going to do these in the morning now, John. You're just going to have to wake up, bro. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to play the, the, the XP Sports ad. Much love for everybody hanging out with us, John. Thank you for waking up, man. Appreciate it. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys Peace. for coming out, bros.